Hi, welcome back to the Barrel Proof Baseball Podcast. For the third time in March, I'm going to crush it this month and release a lot of videos, so bear with me. I'm also going to push a lot of the Manscaped products because Manscaped supports the Barrel Proof Baseball Podcast. They're the absolute best in supporting your men's grooming needs. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the very best in men's grooming. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. As an exclusive offer to my listeners, Manscaped is offering 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code BPB at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked me up with their Perfect Package 3.0 kit which includes their third generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0, which includes a ceramic blade to reduce any grooming accidents, nicks, or cuts, uh, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also includes a built-in LED light, which comes in handy for uh, shaving or trimming in dark areas. Uh, it's waterproof, so it can be used in a, uh, a bath, a shower, or a body of water. Uh, it comes with this toner, smells terrific. Highly recommend this one. Uh, the anti-chafing deodorant, which we could all use, and a very nice travel bag. Uh, they also threw in a pair of Manscaped boxers, which are also super comfy. So I highly recommend these. Uh, gentlemen, jump on these. Uh, it's a very good product. Uh, I would definitely use them even though, well, I would, I would use them for sure, even despite the fact that they were free and I could potentially make money on it. Um, and I'm trying to have a long-term partnership with Manscaped. So you buying them helps me achieve that. So everybody wins. Buy some Manscaped. Uh, 20% off free shipping by using the code BPB when you visit manscaped.com. That is 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com with the promo code BPB. If you're looking for other ways to support the Barrel Proof Baseball Podcast, which I'm sure you are, I've got some options for you. One, you can join the Patreon. The Patreon will be in the link, uh, or the link will be in the description below the video. It's a monthly membership. You can choose to donate five to $25 a month, whatever uh, behooves you. So check that out. You can get some free, uh, well, I guess not free because you're paying, but you can get some some swag if you will. You got the Barrel Proof Baseball uh, Glen Karen glass, which makes whiskey drinking much more classy. You can get some collectible ceramic coins. You got one for bourbon there and you've got one for Irish whiskey. So check out the Patreon link if you're interested, or if you just want to buy a glass and, uh, and some coins, then by all means, email me, barrelproofbaseball at yahoo.com. Another way you can do it in the description below, there's a link for Amazon storefront. Go check that out. It's my, uh, my Amazon link. It's got links to different things that I like, because this is all about me. So it's got uh, links to some books that I really like, mainly about whiskey. Uh, it's got some barware. It's got some coffee items in there to make your coffee drinking experience even better. So check that out. See if there's anything in there that interests you. Uh, a portion of your purchase will be uh, given to me 
which will help in turn uh, pay for the bills for the podcast on a monthly basis. So check those out. See if there's anything in there that you uh, that you like. Today's show is about starting a bourbon collection. I went specifically bourbon, right? So there's a category of, of things that make bourbon bourbon, right? But wanted to do a beginning bourbon selection. So I'm going to give you five different bourbons with backups as options to the five ones that I have chosen. These are five bottles that are going to be able to be found on the shelf pretty much everywhere. And they're really good bourbons. And I'll tell you, there's going to be better bottles that you can find. But as a starter, for, to have five bottles, and there's going to be some different like categories of these five, um, I think these are the best ones you're going to find. So check it out. Let me know what you think. If you disagree, by all means, let me know. Um, but I think these are five really good places to start a bourbon collection. Uh, if there's any that I forgot, let me know. I'd love to know if you have a different five from what I came up with that you think you'd either would start your collection with or have started your collection with or other ones you would recommend to people just starting out a new collection. So be sure to subscribe to the channel and check it out. Thanks. Hello, welcome back. Here we are again for another Barrel Proof Baseball podcast. Today, we are going to get into a question I've been asked a number of times. That question being, what do I start with? And people who are interested in starting a, a whiskey bar always want to know what are good bottles to start with. So I figured today would be a really good time to talk a little bit about what are some good bottles to begin your collection with. I'm going to preface this. These are good bottles that are available that you can find for a good price. These aren't the best bottles. I'm aware of that. There are going to be better bottles, but if you're just starting out, these are bottles that would be my opinion. Um, they, they would be good bottles to start with. That, let's say that. Um, and, and you can go from there, and there's a lot of different ranges that you can go. So I'm going to give you a couple different bourbons. They're all going to be bourbons. i got five bottles. They're all good starter bourbons, but they're all going to be bourbons, okay? Qualification for it to be bourbon is that it has to be 51% corn. So amongst other things, that is a major um, qualification that it has to meet in order to be considered bourbon. Otherwise, it's whiskey, which, again, different show. But top five starter bourbons, and I'm actually even going to throw in backups for you. Number one for me. Russell's Reserve 10-Year. This is my number one sipping bourbon anyway, okay? So it has to be in your collection. This, to me, is the best everyday drinking bourbon that there is, okay? It's out of Wild Turkey. Um, this is 90 proof. You're looking at a mash bill of 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Wild Turkey makes really good products. This for me is my number one. It's easy to drink. It's 90 proof. It's not going to be overwhelming in terms of the proof. There's not a ton of spice with this coming in with 13% rye. So it's going to be a really nice, uh, easy drinker. And it's very approachable and it's very readily available. And it's something that I think you're going to really enjoy. This to me is a staple. This would be my number one go-to that you have to get in order to start your whiskey bar. 
as a backup to that for $20. So $10 cheaper out of the same company is Wild Turkey 101. Wild Turkey 101 and Russell's Reserve Tenure have the same mash bill. Okay. They're Proof is different. The 101 is 101 proof versus the 90 proof for the Russell's Reserve. But at $10 cheaper, the same mash bill, a little bit higher proof. This is a great alternative to the Russell's Reserve 10-year. I think the flavor of this is really good. You have a nice proof point. I think this is a really enjoyable bottle for $10 less. Nothing wrong with getting both of them, but I say this is a backup to the Russell's Reserve 10-year. The second bottle. It's the same thing in terms of a everyday, just a standard bourbon. And that's the Elijah Craig Small Batch. The Elijah Craig Small Batch is an outstanding bottle. It's the same um, general idea. There's not a finish to it. It's not a high proof. It's not a, um, it's nothing, it's not a weeded bourbon we'll get into. Um, but as a standard bourbon, this would be my number two pick. Uh, it's going to run you about 25 bucks. It is 94 proof. 78% corn, 12% malted barley, 10% rye. So slightly less rye content than the Russell's Reserve. I don't think this has much spice to it, and this definitely doesn't have spice to it. Um, just a little bit more proof than this. It's a nice kind of difference from the Russell's Reserve 10-year, but a very good standardish bourbon to have on your, on your shelf. I really like the Elijah Craig Small Batch. I've recommended that to people a lot of times. Again, for $5 cheaper, I think you're going to really enjoy this. As a backup, and this is where you're going to catch a little flack. To me, a good backup for the Elijah Craig is another bottle out of Heaven Hill, and that's the Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. Now, Evan Williams gets a bad rap. Not necessarily that it should get a bad rap because they do have some good bottles. This is going to beat other bottles that you have if you do a blind tasting. If you try this and put it up against other bottles, this will be other bottles that you have. It's a bottled and bond. So it's a hundred proof. Anytime you see bottled and bond, it's a hundred proof. Okay. Um, it's the same mash bill as the Elijah Craig. Um, it's outstanding. Now this used to be a 12 year old bourbon with a 12 year age statement on it. The age statement's no longer on it. I believe they're, they're about nine years old. Um, this is going to be at least four years old because it's bottled and bond, but at 100 proof and at $15 versus 25, this is a really nice backup with the Elijah Craig. If you have both of the backups, if you have the Wild Turkey and you have the uh, Evan Williams Bottled and Bond, they're two very good bottles. These two are probably a little bit higher thought of than Evan Williams or Wild Turkey. However, you're going to really enjoy this Evan Williams if you try it compared to some other bottles that you've probably had. Um, this also works pretty well in a cocktail as well. So it's, you know, it's, I don't like mixing. $40 bourbons and, and cocktails, but I have no problem using my $15 one. So these are my two that I'm going to go with that I'm going to start with. My third one is a weeded bourbon. Now the weeded bourbon that I chose is Maker's Mark. Most people have had Maker's Mark. Uh, it's $22. Okay. It's going to be 70% corn, 16% wheat, 14% malted barley. Now what the weeded bourbons do is they replace the rye with wheat. So you're not going to get spice out of this. That rye spice that you get is not going to exist in this. You might get the, the heat from the proof, but you're not going to get spice from the rye. I like weeded bourbons. Um, Weller is weeded. Pappy Van Winkle's weeded. Old Fitzgerald. 
um, all highly sought after bottles and they're all weeded bourbons. A lot of craft distilleries are going to a fourth grain and they'll have wheat and rye to kind of offset each other. Um, but this one without the rye content adds a really nice smoothness. I despise that word for bourbon, but it's smooth. There's no heat, there's no spice. Um, this is a very good entry weeded bourbon. And the cool thing with Makers, they provide, they offer a lot of different bottles. They have a ton of different offerings. Um, their Makers 46 is good. They've got a cask strength that's a higher proof. Um, they've got a wood finished series that's outstanding. Uh, their 101 is really nice as well. So people who get into Makers tend to really stick with Makers because they do offer some really good bottles. The alternative to Makers is $2 cheaper. It's called Larceny. Larceny is going to be a little less corn. It's 68%, I'm sorry. Yeah, 68% corn, 20% wheat, so a little bit more wheat, and 12% malted barley. The Larceny is 92 proof versus the Makers at 90 proof. So they are very comparable. I like, I, I like Larceny. I just prefer Makers. I don't think you can go wrong with Larceny, um, but I, I just personally prefer the overall flavor profile that Maker's Mark provides. Try them both. They're both inexpensive. Some people like to lean one way or the other. I just, again, I prefer Maker's Mark. So you've got your, your standard bourbons and then your weeded bourbon. Um, this is what I would start with. Next category is going to be your high proof. Now, the high proof bottles are getting really popular. Some of them are absurd. Some of them are starting to get so hot that most people just getting into bourbon don't want to drink them because of their high proof point. Other people are really into them and they stick to higher proofs. One school of thought is that you're going to have more flavor come out in the higher proof, but I feel like that's for some more experienced drinkers of bourbon that can enjoy it differently. Because for a lot of people who are more new to bourbon, all they get is the heat. And so they can't get past the heat from the spice and for the heat from the proof to really enjoy that that flavor that comes out with the higher proof. So be careful with the higher proofs because they, they're hit, very hit or miss. But if you are going to jump into the high proof, my high proof recommendation would be the rare breed from Wild Turkey. Now, I think I'm showing that I'm a Wild Turkey fan after the Russell's and the 101, but um, the rare breed is going to be $50. So now you've got your jump in price. Right, 30 bucks, 25, 22, now you're up to 50. This is gonna come in at 116.8 proof. So where these are 90, 94 proof, that 116 is gonna be a pretty big bump in proof. So understand that you're gonna you're gonna experience a very different flavor and heat factor when you go to this 116. I like this a lot for my high proof because again, it's $50, but it's a very good bourbon. Other high proofs that you're gonna find. Your old Forester 1920 that was running about 50 bucks. Now, most places it's closer to 60 bucks. Um, Larceny has a barrel proof. I don't have Larceny, but Larceny has a barrel proof. Um, I don't see them out as much, but they're around um, there. It's a, it's a high proof. It's over 120. Elijah Craig barrel proofs have come in around 130, uh, like 125 to 134 in proof. Those are going to run like 60 bucks, 60 to $70. And they get harder to find because they, they come out three times a year and people really like them. People like hunting for them and, and it is a good bourbon. But my problem, again, a little bit harder to find. The Larceny is kind of tough to find. The Old Forester 1920 is on the shelf everywhere. Now, I did a review on that early. 
I like that. I like the 1920. My only issue with the Old Forester 1920 is I had to drink half the bottle before it started tasting good. Now, I know how that sounded. I didn't sit down and drink half the bottle because anything tastes good after half a bottle. I'm talking about over the course of a year. It just did not sit well with me. I didn't enjoy the bottle. It got to about halfway through the bottle and I started getting some flavors out of it that I really liked. But this is one, the, the rare breed is one that when I opened it up, I got a nice heat from it. I got nice flavors from it. And I really enjoyed it from the get-go. And for $50, as opposed to something at $60 that I only really enjoyed half the bottle, I would say this is your better buy. People are definitely going to disagree because of the overall popularity of the Old Forester 1920. Um, that's 115 proof, so it's just below this. Again, it's just personal preference. For the price, for what I got out of both bottles, I prefer the Rare Breed, but there's absolutely an argument for the Old Forester 1920. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't go wrong with it. Again, just my personal preference. Uh, and also, this is the same mash bill as the Russell's Reserve and Wild Turkey 101. So it's similar flavors. This is going to come out like how, like it does out of the barrel, and then they add water to you know, proof it down to the 90 or the 101 from the 116. So you are going to get some similar flavors, I think, uh, being the same mash bill. I don't know the difference in ages or toast or char, uh, but same mash bill, same company, just the higher proof. So the last one is kind of popular, I think, like they're getting there. Um, we are experiencing right now bourbons that are trying to um, incorporate different things into what they're offering. One of them is the different finishings. And by finishing, I mean when the bourbon is done aging, the brand, the company, puts that bourbon into another barrel. And it might be a wine, bottle, a wine barrel. Um, Angel's Envy is very popular. They take their bourbon and they finish it in a port wine barrel. There's sherry. There's um, Penelope does a rosé finish. There's all sorts of finishes that uh, bourbon companies use. Rum casks are being used. Um, all sorts of different kinds. Different alcohols are being used to, to provide a secondary flavor to the bourbon that comes out. One of the popular things that's going on now is the toasted barrel. The toasted barrel is basically bourbon is taken out of the barrel it's aged in. Once it's aged, it goes into a new barrel. These are lightly toasted. Um, again, there's a difference between toast and char. Char is when it's lit on fire and the outside edge, the, oh, sorry, the inside of the barrel, the edges on the inside are literally lit on fire and it turns into char and it acts as a filter going in and out of the wood. If it's toasted, the wood is heated up to different levels and it just helps bring out different flavors. Different companies are doing different levels of char or toast for their secondary barreling. So they'll take it out of their barrel that it was aged in and put it into a new oak barrel with varying degrees of char and toast. It creates a different flavor profile than just straight bourbon does. So you're going to get a, a woodier flavor having it be an aged bourbon in a new barrel. So you're going to get different flavors from different companies that are doing toasted barrels. Um, but my favorite is the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Now, I... I really enjoy this one. I think this is the best one. Um, there are a lot. The Old Forester 1910 is a toasted barrel as well. And that's everywhere. Just like the 1920 as an alternate to this, the 1910 is a great alternate to this. I would even probably say the 1910 is better than this, but this is 40 bucks. 
and the 1910 is 55 bucks. Again, we're starting our collection, so I would say start here. If you don't like the flavor of that double oaked um, sensation that you're going to get, maybe not spend the extra $15 on the, on the 1910. But if you like it, I would suggest trying the 1910 from Old Forester because it really is a good bottle and, and maybe may even better than this. For what you're getting with the Woodford Reserve, I think this is just as good of a buy at $40 than the, as the Old Forester 1910 is. So you can't go wrong with either one. Just as a starter, I think this is a really good place to be. Um, again, give it a try. See what you like. The alternate to this kind of a, I don't want to say step down. It is a step down, but it's, it's different. Now the alternate to the Woodford reserve double oaked is going to be a Jim beam double oak. It's different. It's good. I like it. This is a $20 bottle. I love it for a $20 bottle. I love the fact that you get some flavors from like the Woodford double oaked into the Jim beam double oak. It's not as good. This is better but this is half the price. So you could take it one way or the other. You could try this first, see if you like it, and try to imagine to yourself what a better version of this would taste like because this is a better version of the Jim Beam Double Oak. Again, it's, a, it's an alternative. It's a potential that you could have um, to save a little bit of money. Um, but again, this is a very good bottle. All of these here, if you start with these, you're going to have your standard bourbon, your weeded, your high proof, and your double oak. So I think with these, you're going to get a lot of different um, ranges of what you have and what you have to offer your guests or yourself, and you're not going to break the bank doing it. The last one that I don't have that I was going to talk about is a cocktail bourbon. Um, for me, the cocktail bourbon of choice would be Old Granddad 114. It's 114 proof, and it's got 27% rye in it. So the the rye that's in that in that um, in that bourbon really holds up nicely to cocktails, especially like an old fashioned, which got you know sugar and bitters in there. That's that would be my go to for a um, cocktail bourbon or the Elijah. I'm sorry, the Evan Williams bottled and bond. But the Old Granddad for me for about 25 bucks. I don't love it straight. It's it's kind of cinnamony for me, um, and kind of spice, but it's it's definitely great in a cocktail. It's just not for me uh, drinking it neat. Any one of these, I would definitely recommend drinking it neat. Uh, if you would like a splash of water, ice cube, whatever, not Coke, don't do that. Uh, but they're going to be fine in cocktails, but they're really good neat. So try them out different ways. See how you like them. Uh, if you've had these, comment below if you would let me know if you are fans of these if you're not fans uh if you've got a different five that you would start your bourbon collection with or you did start your bourbon collection with let me know i'd be really curious to hear uh what you would change in this collection remember it's a starter bourbon kit so to speak um five bottles think about price think about availability don't tell me a oh, Weller and Stag and Pappy are good starters because they're not. That's dumb. These ones that you can walk into any liquor store and find. Um, again, you are going to get some price variance depending on where you're at regionally, but they're going to be available probably within the prices that I mentioned. So uh, leave some comments below. Let me know what you think. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And once again, thanks for checking this out. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.